Welcome back to another episode of T and Oh. I got so overexcited. Okay, let's do it again. Okay, you ready? Everybody, yeah. welcome back to another episode of T and No. We need to decide who's the N. Sorry. Okay, let's look. Oh, we'll try one more time. Although I like the no part. I mean, it worked out in the end. No, uh, but we, we'll try one more time. We'll try one more time. Okay. I'll be the O. Okay, you'll be the O. Everybody. I'm the N. You're the N. Everybody live on the show. Thank you for joining us. Welcome back to another episode of T N. Oh, ah, uh, that was power. That was power. My wow, Jesus, as the intro for next week. <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, to everyone who are watching, I know you're probably as des- devastated as we are here from the TNO side, as much as I'm sure they are. What, what, one blow, two powerhouses gone, just like that. I personally didn't know how to feel about it. But before we, we speak about that, I'm going to ask you guys an icebreaker. Mm-hmm. Would you rather go to the movies and sit next to someone who chews really loudly and doesn't stop eating, or would you rather go to the movies with someone who doesn't stop talking? A or B? A. A. Oh, you guys don't have any problems with people chewing in your ears. That's that's a good quality tra- or good quality to have in a relationship. Probably why you guys <laughs> last so long on an island. <laughs> well, we yeah. didn't chew in each other's ears, but we did talk a lot in each other's ears. <laughs> yeah. We didn't chew a lot, like full stop. Yeah. I yeah, there wasn't much also, chewing going on. <laughs> yeah, rice doesn't probably it doesn't make the loudest of noises. Okay, but yeah, devastated, devastated largely because of what happened. I mean, the mechanics of the game in this scenario take both of you out. And at the point of us watching this, I don't think it's a surprise that both of you, in your own right, the story that's being told, seemingly have a case for the, for the end. And this is why this is a huge, huge shock. So, Amy, we might as well start with you. Firstly, the mechanic of the game. Let's start about it. What do you think about that? Listen, I, you know, I've seen there's been a few people who've criticized it and said, you know, it wasn't a good twist and they shouldn't have done it and just ruined, ruined the game a bit. Um, I think it was a great twist. I mean, to putting my feelings aside, if, if the rocks had been drawn pretty much any other way, mm-hmm. um, it would have been, it would have completely turned the whole game around, you know, like flipped everything on its side, like put Rainier with, with Tyson, put me with wider, put anything, anything else would have completely flipped the game around. It just so happened that fate decided that day that the way in which we were all paired together was completely within our small alliances. And you, it's hard to come back from that, you know? So um, great twist, unfortunate outcome, to say the least. Mm. What do you think, yeah. Renew? Yeah, I think you summarized extremely well. Uh, that the fact that the twist got the better of us, I, I think, still is the truth. The opinion that the twist was bad, I don't think that necessarily is the truth. 
It was mm. a good twist, which unfortunately saw a chain of events, which were very unfortunate, starting with, first of all, the uh, alignment of the of the smaller teams within the tribe. Second of all, there's um, no one going to Immunity Island. Third of all, Nicole winning. Fourth, Nicole taking us with. Like I can I can go on, and none of that is is lack of gameplay. If if Amy and I did not have the social skills to convince someone, that is on us. That that's one hundred percent on us. If we didn't have the strategic awareness to play something, that is on us. But all four of the things I mentioned now are unique scenarios out of our control, which. If one of those four did not happen, we would probably have been safe. And mm -hmm. and that I think that is what hurts. And that's what the, the survivor community feels as well. That's what they, that's where the hurt comes from. Maybe it, it gets verbalized wrongly when they say it's a bad twist. But mm -hmm. I, I understand where the hurt comes from. And I think it is is very easily pulled back to, yeah, bad twist. when it's actually a very unfortunate sequence of events. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and just, just before we continue on that note, so I'm going to say we've got Teresa in the house, we've got Dina in the house, Timor, Chris, Dylan, and the rest of you. And yeah, your fellow castaways, you've got two of them listening to you. So Hi, no guys. Hi, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, just back onto the point of the actual the game mechanic here. When we're looking at it and we say, okay, you know, how much does it fit within the theme of, of the season? Do you think it was completely arbitrary or do you think its purpose, I understand there's a reason why they did it, but did it fit within the season? I think I think the season was all about these lines that had been drawn in the sand. So for some reason, by a you know, a complete like interesting turn of events, um people who had met each other on day one, no matter how many tribe swaps we had, by the time we get to merge, um those day one alliances were seemingly brought together and the lines were drawn in the sand. So I think it was an interesting dynamic for our season because the, the attempt was to say, okay, let's throw this nonsense completely on its head and, and put you with people who you wouldn't choose to be with. Let's mess up these so-called like divisions, this main division between OG Zamba and OG Vuna and let's, let's mix things up. And yeah. If it, if it had worked out, as I said before, it would have been great. Like, it would have been amazing. Who knows what could have happened? Yeah. It just, the, the irony of it was, is it was like the universe was like, no, 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 no. Um, OG Bruna, OG Zamba will remain yeah. a situation. Yeah. And let's, let's do that. So, yes. But also, also the, the fact series. that the two of you, how the two of you, based on like where we, we land up, you know, I suppose the the arc of your story, it was a perfect conclusion. <laughs> Even though it wasn't a great result for the two of you, I mean, your secret alliance, and then, you know, you come together and you two are put it next to each other. I mean, Renee, you're shaking your head. What do you think about that? It is it's probably the best dramatic romance which you can get. Like, it is it is beautiful. <laughs> if you ask someone to write a story, it is this is the fantastic end, and they talk about dramatic poetry, and oh, yeah, it's... It's the, how you introduce something in the beginning and then you let it smolder and then it picks up and it becomes beautiful and then it's tied together by a new I thought they movie. were going to play Disney music when we both exited. <laughs> I was very disappointed. That was a missed opportunity. Yeah. So, so I hear exactly what you're saying, Claudia. The, the yeah. arc went full circle and I 100% agree with that, but it does not make me feel better. <laughs> like, I, if you ask me, Rene, if you want to be part of a fantastic film, um, show, showcasing you and Amy finishing 
ninth and tenth respectively, or play deep into the game of Survivor? I would tell you what kind of stupid question. I cut Amy's throat. No. <laughs> Don't go there. No, I won't. I wouldn't have held it against you. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Well, I, wouldn't. I think I think. Look, we've we've touched on the 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 game. You know, the sort of tied destinies, and there was value for it. I think to to what you guys were saying in terms of if it goes any other way, it's a very interesting concept in terms of you forced to work with someone who possibly isn't in your alliance, and you have to make it happen. Also, then you have to have a confessional with this person, which also makes it very interesting. In the case that we saw with Anesu and Kieran. You know, Anessa's plotting something else, but she has to play nice and fun Kieran. But what I want to talk about now is the special bond between the two of you. You did have the secret alliance, and it's perfect that you are on the show today because now you can elaborate and tell everyone why and what happened and why you guys actually just landed up bonding so well. Renee, what did you see in me? <laughs> Depends on how far we go back, how complete I'm going to answer this question. But I actually... Jump in anytime, Amy, but I actually remember the, the first conversation which we had, the, the one where, okay, let's align. It was, there was this very crooked tree at Zamba, and Amy, Nicole, and Marisha were standing there talking, and I was sitting on the half-built shelter, and um, they were talking, and then Marisha and Nicole quickly just talked something, um, Afrikaans thing, and decided something, and then left. And then Amy was standing there, and I thought, okay, cool, I'm, I'm just going to, I haven't chatted to Amy like at all. Went over, chatted to Amy, and then we, it was like quick. It was like super quick, like a minute and a half or something. And I just said um, at one point, listen, Amy, I would love to be in alliance with you. I have not made any promises to anyone yet. Would you be interested? We can make, keep it super low-key, not to jeopardize your position with the girls. And I can't even remember what you said, Amy, but you gave me so much reassurance. Like, yeah, we can do this. And, and yeah. yeah, Claudia, this is weird, eh? Yeah. Um, and, but this, there was a song, there was something in, Yes, Renier, I want to. That was super sincere. Like there was there was something which I immediately when I turned around think, okay, this is solid. And I in retrospect, I, I almost doubt my survivor instinct. Like, Renier, how can you how could you have in a minute and a half trusted someone completely? Because that is that's literally what it was. Turn around, boom, we sold. Meet each other every night at midnight or whenever. When no one looks, we're not. This seen does together. sound like a Disney, a Disney plot, yeah. Keep going, yeah. <laughs> we're not seeing. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad Dina's online. I need to tell you a story a little bit later. <laughs> um, but um, we 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 meet in the dark when no one sees us. We don't chat. No one. Uh, no one will see us sitting together. But um, all that is fun, and it, it is it is it colors in the picture. But what in retrospect for me is insane is based on what could we or what what aspect of Amy was it like 100% trust because I, I still don't know how I fell for that and that is I'm, I'm really grateful that we ended up in that that um, uh, secret alliance from the start and I can't say that from my side at least Amy you must please give your side as well but I can't say from my side at least it was very good calculations that I checked out all other nine castaways it's like oh, Amy she's got all the all the good things for a secret alliance and now I'm going to it was nothing like that it was it was luck of the draw she was standing there it's like cool I have it at a chat and something just clicked and and mm -hmm. it's literally a case of sure I really trust her when she said she's going to meet me at midnight I really trust so her you're telling me throughout what we've seen they had countless times to play this Disney music and they didn't take the opportunity at any of these moments uh, I mean where's great, the Latin song coming through where's the magic carpet I don't know Gee. I mean you, you want to elaborate on this <laughs> No, listen, I mean, I, I echo what Renee says. Like, you know, we hadn't had much interaction. And then, you know, this this curly-haired guy, tall guy comes up to me and says, hey, like, it's almost like getting asked on a blind date. He's like, so, like, a bit nervous. He's like, 
do, do you want to be in an alliance with me? <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> smooth. <laughs> so we both smooth. play that really and well. He, well and then he's like, okay, meet me at midnight. <laughs> and you didn't even have an idol or anything. That's that's real game there, any real game. You didn't even have no, but, but I promise to respect her and take it slow. but um i think that what was very cool about our undercover alliance is that there was a very like long amount of time where we weren't together um he was on vuna i was on zumba getting like my ass whooped and starving to death and stuff um and he as soon as like we came back together it was like okay cool let's pick up where we where we left off it like it was so um just easy and I think we just both understood like what we wanted out of the game and after merge we didn't actually really I don't know if you remember this but we didn't actually get a lot of time to speak to each other and actually when you see the episodes there's there's not a lot of there's actually like I don't think there's any point where you see just the two of us talking to each other individually um we really those like there were just so many people there were so many eyes on us that the chance to like to have like a midnight meeting and stuff like that was like almost impossible so we just knew it was like okay we have each other's backs let's we're gonna play and when the time comes where we can actually like get together again and start strategizing as a pair of us then we'll do that but for now okay we're playing in our alliances and you know we both know, like we know implicitly, like we good, you know, um, yeah. and and that's it. Was it was very cool. It was awesome. I think um, just going back, to, I mean, like, I can imagine it being super awesome. I'm surprised you didn't leave messages in the sand or something there. And you, I, I mean, I, you come across super romantic. I'm surprised that didn't happen. But I do want to ask <laughs> one. One of the viewers have said, yeah, this last episode was a lot of what if moments. So if you had to look back at it. What if you could do something different? What would you both do? I would, uh, I would have told Nicole I wouldn't want to go on the reward with her. Um, in front of I everyone? Would, yes. Yeah, like, what, what, Nicole, not happening, not now, not today, in front of these people. Yeah, I would have made it very dramatic and I would have made it look like I'm completely killing off my reward with Nicole, my relationship with Nicole, my alliance with Nicole and saying... Like you are super unstrategic. You have no idea. You're taking me with now will be the end of my game. So I'm ending this just right here. Please take someone else. And whoever up, whoever else is up to team up with Premier and Amy, we're free agents now. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, listen, I mean, it's, it's so hard to say. I feel like, look, we couldn't control our destinies. We couldn't control being taken to the reward. I mean, as much as we would have wanted to say like, no, I don't know. that would have been so tricky to pull off um and then what's left it's basically convincing chappies anesu and santini to to vote with us and anesu was there anesu would would have done it um chappies was turned at a point we managed to turn chappies and uh, the sticking point was santini so when i have my what if i'm like all I see is Santini in my brain. It's That's a lot. True. Like every every night before I go to bed, I just see Santini like looking at me at tribal council and thinking like, what could I have done differently? But if someone has a suggestion to tell us what we could have done, I'd like to hear it because like 
Yeah. You know, we you think up crazy things of like, okay, I should have done this, I should, but like the reality of it was is that it was a very very tough task to turn them onto outside, and and Santi mm-hmm. just wasn't. She just didn't want to hear it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and uh, what do you think that is? Is it because Santini's flipped so many times? She's trying to establish some sort of allegiance. Unfortunately for her, the perception's already yeah. been created that she's a flipper, but now she's trying to mend that. Whereas she probably would have been better off flipping with you guys. Why am I misreading yeah. So I, I have my theory about Santini. And, and like Santini, I've said it before, like she's a very complex character. And that's, what she's, that's why she's made such an incredible mark on the season because she's so complex and she's so interesting because you never know what she's going to do from one episode to the next. Um, and I think what happened with Santini is she flip-flopped the whole season um, without much repercussion. There weren't, weren't many repercussions. Like people just kind of accepted it, you know. Everyone had their eye on her, but we carried on. Then when Marisha went home and she, that was the big flip, um, I think the reaction from the OG Zumba members was so intense and the betrayal ran so deep that she, I think she, it, it, it shook her. Um, and you'll, you, if you pay attention to the last episode, episode nine, you can see that in a lot of the conversations, she's almost in tears. Like she's got tears in her eyes. And I think that she made a decision. She was so shaken by that reaction that she was like, never again i'm not doing it mm. you know like i can't i can't keep doing this i can't keep bearing the brunt of of these of the, this flip-flopping it's too much for me and she just was like i've made my allegiance whether you agree with it or not i don't care this is it and and i'm sticking to it and almost like mm. wanting to be more low-key um because i think she realized how her game was getting blown up at that point by people being aware of this flip-flopping yeah i don't know what do I, you think Renee? yeah i want to add on, on to the something point um i i underestimated the influence something had um and i think the flip-flopping nature which she has shown us up until that point did two things one it made a, a possible flopper which we were banking on but two yeah. The if someone is as flipping as Santuni is, it makes it makes the rest of her lines very cautious for her volatility. If I upset Santuni, I've seen a flip, so I don't want to upset her. And I overestimated mm-hmm. the influence Chappies has and underestimated the influence Santuni has because yeah. when I had Chappies, I well I say had as in my pocket when when I was able to convince Chappies to vote with us. That was sincere. He was there. He was completely there. But Chappies wasn't the, the king decision maker in that alliance. When Santini yeah. came to whisper in his ear, either you don't work with them or I'm out and you don't see me again. He was like, oh, yeah, that is true. I am out. Cool. So then here, bye-bye. Santini wins. And I underestimate, in retrospect, working as Santini hard as, as hard as you can and making her feel safe would probably have been something better. Amy, you were smiling there while he was explaining this. Is this uh, what, what is amusing in that moment while he was talking about the chat? No, I'm reading the comments. <laughs> oh, okay. well, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Look, one thing, one thing I do want to say, and why I thought, personally speaking, while I was watching your games play out, every time, so I, I, obviously I have the privilege of speaking to you. So I watch the game, I speak to the people getting booted off, and every time, time mm-hmm. after time, someone came on, they were saying, wow, uh, Renid social game on point um and i think toriso huge hugely in your corner saying you know i just have soft spot for this guy he would find it forgetting forget about gameplay he would speak to me and i'm going 
wow, who cares if this guy's strategic? He's got that on his side. And then I'm looking at you, Amy, and I'm going, this chick just knows how to read the room. She knows when to say the thing at the right time. And this is what I'm looking at. I'm like, wow, this, this is why this whole thing, unfortunately, is a bit of a shock. But your social games now. I've got a question in terms mm-hmm. of, if you've got to look strategic versus social, can you weigh up which one's more important in the game? Or I know we've got to be fluid and you've got to have a bit of everything, but what would you say is mm. more important? Social. Are they, are they mutually exclusive? Like, is, is there a game where you can be strategic without social? Because social, like, strategic is the idea, but social implements it. Well, that's why social, because you can't implement a strategic game without ability to have social strength. And if you have weak strategic ability, you can still get yourself to the end by being a strong social player. Yeah, that's true. My view. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think, to put it this way, a great plan can't be implemented with social, but a great social game can be implemented with our strategy. Yeah, that makes Yo, sense. The, fan, the strategic fan in me is cringing at the moment. This sucks. <laughs> I, I influenced you. I'm all strategy and no social. Now I'm suddenly like, fuck it. Call me Michelle Fitzgerald or something. But what the hell? Hey, bro, on? she made two finals. You can't be... Hey, hey, hey. You can't be tripping Michelle. <laughs> Michelle, you know, no, no, no. I'm, I don't I'm, know I'm, I'm just saying she's all social and not strategic. And look where, look where that got her. And that's, that's where I'm leaning towards now. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that. Well... We've spoken about, I, I, I just dove right in with YouTube because obviously the situation is quite unparalleled compared to everyone else's journey at this moment in time. But let's talk about your journey. Let's talk about the moments people didn't get to see. You've got some Dino stories you need. Let's hear one or two of those Dino stories. Amy, you tell me one or two <laughs> stories once he's done about anything else you want to tell us, something that we've completely missed and we all need to know. Okay, cool. I'll give you a, a Dino story and then alternate with Amy further. So this Midnight Alliance of ours, uh, as romantic as it sounds, like, oh, yeah, okay, I just need to like, need to give my partner, <laughs> need to give my partner some kudos. So this one night, it is storming, raining, eh? like it is yeah. super wet. I'm lying. Now our agreement was, Amy will get up and go, and then um, when I hear her going, or she, I think he tapped my foot or something, can't remember. Anyway, and go, and then I'll give it a couple of minutes, get up, go find her wherever she stood in the bush, and then we'll quickly do a information download. And that night, it was boring i was like okay amy's not going to <laughs> let's not lie and you can't expect her yeah. to go man it's raining dang she gets yeah. up i was like dang girl like she's serious about this alliance i love it and yeah. she goes walks by gives me a tap went off and i'm like okay cool i just need to give it a couple of minutes and i'm on the verge of getting up literally seconds from getting up and dino grabs my foot and he's like Renier, someone just got up and left we must look who else is going to leave. This is definitely a secret alliance. We must just see who it is between. I was like, you are completely right. And it's me. <laughs> like, did you tell him that? Or did you just... No, I was just thinking. And I was like, are you sure? And he said, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I was lying there thinking, Arneer, do not move a muscle. Now I'm lying there thinking, okay, we can get away with this. We can get away with this. And a seconds later, Amy is standing in pouring rain waiting for me. And it feels like hours and hours, and she's standing in the rain, and time goes by, and I'm lying there and thinking, I probably is this look a Pearl like Harbor moment, Pearl Harbor moment, where she's waiting for the train, and he just doesn't rock up at the train exactly. station. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I'm the standing day. there. Let me paint you a picture. I'm standing there in the pitch dark, in the pouring rain, hidden behind a bush, with a camera on me, <laughs> waiting for a need to arrive. 
And then it just didn't happen. And eventually I'm just like, okay. And I go back to bed, like drenched, like this. Just like, okay. And were you there the next day doing the same thing though? Claudia, let, yeah. me, let me give you the best part of, of all of this. Ne? Yeah. So yeah. now the next morning, I'm jittery. I don't know Amy yeah. very well by then. I'm like, she's going to be so mad. She's going to be so mad. Like, it is, it is that move when you go buy your wife flowers before she tells you something. Like, yeah. you just, yeah. if you don't rock up at home with flowers, you don't have a chance. You, you at least need to, like, prepare the playing field. No, yeah, no, exactly. I, I'm not sure what's going to happen here. And that almost that exam crooked tree I was referring to earlier, next yeah. day, first time I see Amy was there. I catch her eye for like a blink of a second and she turns and walks away. And I think, oh, shucks. Like, this is one of two things. Either she's really mad at me for standing in the rain for hours. Yeah. Or she's just bought into this secret alliance vision like crazy. I really hope it's the latter. That <laughs> night, yeah, Amy get up, went out. And I'm just like, what a machine. Like, she's, she's still in. I get up, meet up, quickly play back 24 hours i'm so sorry yesterday this and this and this happened and amy's just like no oh, good man i understand so anyway the information i have is <laughs> and we're, we're right back in the swing of things amy i've never told you this but mad respect for those two days like um uh, yeah that was incredible first day waiting for me in the rain like a ditched girlfriend and then the second day just saying cool i understand let's let's do this like you're incredible <laughs> yeah. i appreciate that so much <laughs> I mean, oh, I, I know, you. I know, Amy. I want you to follow up with that, but just on that point, I think in the voting confessionals, Chappies makes the comment: "You should have played harder, Renier." And um, you speak about the fact where you say, "Play the game or love the people." And clearly, we all, based on what I've been hearing, you've got this huge love for the people, and that was your strength. But in terms of playing harder, you guys had this connection, you had this bond, you kept down under wraps. This was, I'm assuming, part of your strategy going into the game. But do you feel like you could have taken advantage of this far greater than what you ended up doing? No, I mean, no one knew that we had a secret alliance. I mean, obviously, you know, we were eventually, you know, tied together in tied destiny. So, you know, it was like, oh, Amy and Renee are automatically aligned. But nobody knew that there was this, that we'd been meeting up in secret, that we'd been strategizing. We were just happened to be in the same alliance, you know. Um, so I think we definitely could have taken it a lot further than we ended up being able to. I mean... No question. How far we could have taken it, like, who knows, you know? Um, but, yeah, it's just a pity, really. <laughs> so if, yeah. if you think about it, Claudia, imagine yourself in a world where Ty Destiny's had Warda and Amy and me and Tyson tied up and them not knowing Amy and I are as tight as we, as we were. Yeah, that's a good example. Yeah. Imagine the, the benefits or the dividends which this would have paid then. So back to your question, we would definitely have been able to get much more dividends from this, but it, it depended on how, how tight Destiny is played out. Mm. Yeah, Fair enough. totally. Fair enough. Yeah. Amy, do you want to elaborate on any story that we all need to hear that people don't know? I mean, I've got so many. Um, I'll tell you one. I hate water parks. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell this story. Come on, Amy. Like, no, I'm not going to tell that story. No, it's gross. Uh, I'm not going to tell that story. That's that's too much. No, but, I feel like um, you have to tell that story now. No, I'll tell you. <laughs> <all fine>. Okay. Fuck <laughs> more camera. Um, <laughs> um, I hate water parks. So when Nicole was like, "Oh, we go to the water park," I was like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> um, anyway, so we they made us go down the slides, and like, I'm, it's really scary for me. So. 
like we had to go down the slide and they filmed it and all of that. And then Renee, remember there was that really long slide with the, um, you and, and, and Ella were in like a double, what do you call it? Yes, yes. Um, a double tube. And I'm looking at this thing and I'm like, I have to go all the way up there and get in a tube with the car and then go all the way down. Like, I'm not doing this. So I, I remember I went to production and I was like, I'm really, I'm scared of heights. I can't do it. Like, I'm not scared of heights, but like, I really Come just on. didn't want to do it. And I was like, I just don't want to do it. And they were like, it's okay. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So, and so I found a car to go down on her own. <laughs> the table oh. where the food was was at the highest point in the park. So come on, Amy. Yeah, but it's different. I don't, I don't know. I hate water parks. It's awful. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if we've got time to discuss your fear of water park. I mean, or your hatred towards what, what happened. Like growing up, there's clearly some sort of. I'm going to have to talk to my therapist about it. It's not for now. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll speak to a paid professional. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I'm offended. I think this show is. This is what it is. This is. Uh, this is where you can offload those sort of sort of questions. You know. So, okay, well, um, then, can I share some of my other survivor trauma with please, you? Please, please. Okay. Um, I'm taking, so hold, that, on, hold on, hold on, I'm taking notes here. Yeah, yeah, get your yeah. notebook out. Okay. okay cool. and, then, and then ask me how I'm feeling. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. So, there, so, I really suffered from the cold. I mean, it really was freezing for everyone. Um, the rain was incessant. The, I don't think you, people have actually seen how bad it was. Um, and something that I was surprised they didn't show is the one night when we were at Zamba, um, it rained so much and it was so cold that um, Carla, Sean and I, and I think someone else, were sleeping on the floor next to the fire. And we were so sleep deprived and like delirious that like I just fell into this weird sleep next to the fire but I burnt my legs on the fire I basically fell asleep like on the fire and I woke up the next morning and my legs Can I just, my, my professional advice is not sleep next to the fire is well yeah I'm just kidding yeah sorry your legs yeah <laughs> your legs are I in an ideal world you don't sleep next to the fire but in survival land you do what you can to avoid hypothermia uh, so I feel like it's a nice icebreaker for my next show. Would you rather sleep next to the fire or die from the cold? I don't know. That's an ice melter. <laughs> ice melter, yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, so I, I like I woke up the next morning, my legs were completely burned. Um, I had to they the medics came, they bandaged me up, and I walked around for like half a day with like in fact a full day with bandages around my legs. Shit. Somehow they managed to end, edit that out. I was very like perturbed by that. I was quite pissed off because like it's like was a very serious moment in my life, and I feel like other people should share in that. But anyway, now I'm sharing it with you now. So well, <laughs> fair enough. People feel be, better. They know the truth now. Did did anything happen to the skin on your legs, or was it? It ointment? was. They were. It was. It was blistered, but they'd given me ointment, so. Like it, the blisters went away. It was incredible. Thank goodness. Because I had all these little blisters on my legs. It was really sore. But anyway, yeah. that should, yeah. Both of you spoke about the elements and said how harsh mm. this is. And the, the, the difference between the idea of you thinking playing the game and versus completely factoring out the element parts of it. And how we as viewers watch it, we get very engrossed. Like you speak about the rain, Renit. 
You know how many times I forget it's actually raining because I'm so interested in what's happening at Tribal and listening to you act. And by the way, Tyson says you're a terrible actor. I want to hear what you think about that. But I mean, <laughs> the, the elements, in terms of a scale from 1 to 10, how much does it affect your actual overall gameplay? 11. Yo. Just, <laughs> no, um, that, 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 that was not the question I expected. I thought you were going to ask how hard it, how hard it is. The answer is really tough. Asking how much does it affect your gameplay is really, really difficult um, to answer um, because there's no true north and we deviated 23 degrees, so it affected me 23 degrees. It's, it's very difficult. But to give you an, uh, a, a more level-headed idea, uh, um, answer on that is if you think of it this way, um, what rain does, it not only it downs your mood, it not only makes you cold and wet, but it also makes time out of the shelter. It also limits time out of the shelter. And you need people moving around. You need dynamics. You need people moving out of the shelter for the rest of the people in the shelter to can talk. So you need people moving out of the shelter to have one-on-one -on -one discussions. So I do think, I, and I said this in the confessional ones as well, the longer we are trapped in the shelter, it was Vuna 2.0 days. The longer we are trapped in the shelter, the less gameplay there can happen. And I have enough control in this in this tribe at this moment to be very happy with no gameplay happening without me knowing. And mm -hmm. I was very, very happy about that at that point because I was sitting pretty. But if you will find yourself in a tribe which is going to tribal council tonight, you are in a minority and your vote, your name is on the voting block, on the, on the voting parchment then I think that is the worst thing that can happen because that in, impacts your game directly. You don't have to catch someone around the corner, quickly chat to him because everyone is trapped by the rain. I just, I just struggled mentally with it. Like it's my, my personality, like I'm, I'm quite an outgoing, you know, bubbly person, but my personality just completely was suppressed. It disappeared. Like everything went out the window. Um, and then it's hard to um, sort of focus on the game at hand. And when, you, when you're actually focused on survival for real, like when your body is so cold that you just like focus on that, it's really challenging to, <laughs> I feel like I'm sounding like such a wuss, but it really no, 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 is no, no. so. I'm laughing. It really, oh, yeah. okay, fine. Um, <laughs> It really is so hard to to then focus on gameplay and like it's quite amazing that no one from our season like Got wanted to quit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think it's I testament to Yeah, I think it's testament to the fact that you guys were fans. And I wanna save this for the next section, but I might as well ask it now. The Nicole decision as to taking you guys to this reward thing, was that not a reflection in terms of when you're looking at everyone that were that was playing the game of Survivor, that maybe strategically she wasn't really as much as a fan as say some of the other players out there in in order to make that decision? Or or was it a strategic decision in, in its own right by doing what she did? I think the can I go for it, Amy? Mm. I think I think where Amy, uh, Nicole takes a lot of shots now is that that was a bad strategy decision. And I would mm. really come, come up for it and say it wasn't a bad strategic decision. It was an unstrategic decision. Her decision was not based on, okay, I'm going to take strategy into account. And then she made a judgment error by making a bad strategic decision. Nicole is put together with a lot of love and a lot of friends and friends I'll look after you and I'll bring you with and I just yeah. want to have a good time. So her decision was not strategy-based at all. It was love-based, it was care-based. It was, these, these are my friends. And therefore, I think there needs to be a distinct difference between unstrategic 
and a badly strategic because that's not what it was. It was the former rather than the latter. And um, mm. you, to your question, was that maybe, um, was that an unstrategic move? I think it was no strategy at all. It was literally, it was true to who Nicole has been the entire time. And therefore I can't fault her. I can't be angry at her um, for being true to herself. If it was a case of Nicole was the most strategic person in the game, and then suddenly when she had to make a good strategic call, she screwed us. Yes, like then I would have been freaking mad. Um, but I can't fault her for, for being true to herself. Yeah, listen, and I mean, we we didn't know that our, the reception when we got back would be as hostile as it was. You know, like we were expecting people to like not be chuffed that they didn't get to eat ice cream and, and go down a horrible water slide. But um, like it was really, it was really intense the uh, i mean renee i think you you said you've said that like you didn't feel that but i felt like an immense amount of hostility when we came back and like you know I, thinking from nicole's perspective all she was doing was saying well amy tried really hard she came so close to to winning this challenge let me reward her not because necessarily she's my alliance member but because she really came so close and she deserves it um, that's what she was trying to do, and it was it was received like a lot worse than I think any of us even yes. imagined. I thought we could still come back from it, um, and I don't think we could have. Well, we didn't, so we know. No, no I, com I completely agree with you. I mean, like no, we we didn't expect like it to be that that big of a theme when we came back. Hmm. Yeah. So how did you deal with hostility when you got back? I mean, we only saw a snippet. You get back, they're eating the eggs, they're doing the things you guys have eaten. I know we saw Nella wasn't too impressed. Did you guys just sit there and That's watch funny. it and be like, oh, you know? <laughs> He's so funny. Like, Nella, why? <laughs> he just ate. <laughs> no, listen, I mean, like, we, I think we just sat there in silence, like the four of us. We didn't say anything. Like, obviously, no one offered us any food. Um, and then I can't even remember after that. It was just like then we then then I guess after dinner it was like okay let's try work on people again. Um, and we actually we made good progress. Um, and mm. that's that's something we'll probably discuss in, in detail. But like An Anesu, despite everything, Anesu was still willing to work with us. Um, and Chappies was willing to work with us for 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 a, l a large chunk of the day. Um, and then obviously that all turned against us. But um, funnily enough, there is a there is a scenario in which Nicole taking us to, to the reward doesn't end up with us leaving. Hundred percent. Fair enough, Renee. Your book of trust. If you had to envision <laughs> what that looks like, what does the cover look like? The cover of the book of trust. Um, yeah. Uh, definitely, Amy would love this. Scales of Justice, right, right in, on, on the front, um, and then probably Renier on the one side, Amy on the other side, just like looking at each other because that there's no bigger resemblance of trust than that. I'm super corny <laughs> now. You can see I left her out to dry in the in the rain. I'm trying to get done. <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, for, for not having flowers there either. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, on the inside, it has secret pages. It like has normal pages, which you'll normally see. And then it has the, like, this very thin film. 
And if you turn that page, it says, flip you chappies for not saving us. And then you can page over to the next proper page again. And every, every second page is back. <laughs> someone, someone asked the question, why didn't we look for an idol at the reward? Um, you know, we looked for an idol. We looked yeah, very hard, um, yeah. obviously. <laughs> there was a yeah. lot of looking for idols, actually, throughout the day. Um, yeah, was. A, a fortune, but unfortunately didn't pay dividends. Before yeah. we move on, we've got a question from Chris saying, um, Renit was keen to get rid of Jason. And I'm wondering if both you guys being super fans or potentially Jay knowing stuff about him, similar to Dino, is why he was happy to get rid of him. No, so I can, that's an easy answer. So the real reason I was um, keen to get rid of Jason is, well, the, the backstory is I was never keen on getting rid of Jason. For two and three quarter days, I was fine with Jason in the game. I was actually aligned with Jason, but I was tighter aligned with Amy. And I never, ever considered voting Jason out until he, he um, threw, out, threw out Amy's name. So how that looked is he would write all 10 names in the, in the sand, all 10 of people in our tribe, and he says, Renir, we're definitely not voting you. Rubs out my name, rubs out his name, goes through reasons why we shouldn't vote out anyone, and then only Amy's name is left. And he asked me, who do you want to vote for? I was like, bro, come on. And then he starts again, writes out 10 names, starts rubbing it out with justification, not this person, not this person, leaves out, leaves out Amy's name. And... I just felt like that's super convincing and it's very small gameplay. So kudos to the guy. He's not throwing out a name. He's allowing me to throw out a game, but he forces me, backs me into a corner. And the only name he leaves me with is my Titus Alliance member. And it's only then when I decided, like, no, screw this. I'm going to turn against, against Jason to get him out. And the, because you only have, like, 20-odd minutes. I'm trying to, to point that one. There we go. There we go. There we go. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. so hard to... <laughs> I mean, I've got a sling, so I'm trying to get the thing get right. Anyway, iconic moment, by the way. I think that goes down in history. How do you feel yeah. about that? You've got a meme that everyone's probably going to be using in the Survivor community. You're a huge fan. Does that resonate at some point? Where you're like, holy shit, that's me. That's me pointing. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's going to, to last. If, if, if we see if next season's coming out and that being used, I'll be like, yeah, okay, that's quite cool. 100% um, as well. I'm convinced. Yeah, I'm Too good. <laughs> but, but I must say on that, Claudia... Um, yeah. It was that's weird, eh? because there were a couple of things like the minion confessional, which I knew that that can be funny and people might like it. But the pointing, there was absolutely zero intent on being funny. So this is the conversation. I'm glad Dino's online because he can vouch for this. This is the conversation yeah. between me and Dino. So we rock up. I didn't know he was already like campaigning against Jason. And we, I was trying to convince him, listen, I know Kian's name is on the table, but maybe we should convince, consider someone else. Someone else is throwing out your name. And I was getting him over the line, realized, no, he's quite bought into this. And I said, do you know, so what I think we should do is vote for. And then Jason rocks up into the conversation. I was like, and now it is 10 minutes or less before tribal. Yeah. We're already, everyone ready to go. I was like, if I go back to camp now, I honestly might not get another chance to finalize this deal. I, yeah. I, I need to get this. And that's when the, so yeah. Yeah. That's it was never to be funny. It was never to try and make Jason look look bad or anything. It was literally, we needed to, to complete that sentence to get the vote in the ground. And you can ask Dino how paranoid I was when I left there because I didn't I didn't know if, if that was like finished. We, we didn't talk again before we went to travel. That was literally the Jeez. last chance I had. Mm. Yeah, it's chaotic. Before we move on, the Dino sort of question. Everyone's come on here saying Dino had a great chance of seeing we know he's online. He had a great chance of winning it if he made it to the merge, etc. But everyone who's come on here has said they've they struggled to a certain extent to trust him. There was something about the look in his eyes. This is what they were saying. So what why 
why did you not play with him? Well, like, what was the reason behind this? Because also, as a fan favorite going into this season. So just curious, maybe we can shed some light on that topic. I think, I think, like, I'd love to see Dino play again, and I think he should play again because I think that he's such a big fan. And uh, Dino, don't mind. I'm just like talking all about you now. Um, um, he's such a big fan um, of the game, and I think that um, that intense like love for the game, and then finally having his dream, his dreams come true. I think um, that like. It's it almost like he built it up so much that, like, the paranoia... He was so scared to stuff it up that it was almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. So the paranoia, like, got to him. So I think, like, I'd love to see Dino come back as, like, a non-paranoid Dino. And, like, because like, he's the nicest guy. And there's no ways that people would not trust him or not want to work with him when he doesn't have that little paranoid edge to him. It's that look in his eyes. It's where that tells you, like, no, 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 no. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and that it was yeah. that. I think that was just the, uh, yeah. I don't know what you think, Renee. I hundred percent. I can actually give an example to just confirm what Amy says. Like for me, it was it was also the beginning. Like, oh shucks, like this guy grabbing the necklace and threatening to pull and uh, what's going on. Um, and but when you when I got to know Dina was um towards the first tribe swap and I, immediately after the first tribe swap, day six, Bruno two um, Dino said to me, and he said this way, he said, all I'm looking for is my ride or die till the end, and I'll take that person all the way. And that is when I, when I, when my, um, com- when I completely made the shift to positivity, Dino. Like, I was like, okay, cool. I, I get this guy. Like, he, he may, sometimes he may look a little flustered or so, but I really get this guy's heart. Like, he just wants someone to work with him, and he hasn't had that someone. So forgive the guy for, for looking paranoid. Like, there's reason to be paranoid when you don't have a someone. And you're going to tribal council. So yeah. I, I completely get that. And for me, the, the best time I had with Dino was Vuna 2.0. And I was I was really sad, really, really sad in Vuna 3.0 when when he didn't um when he didn't survive that first vote. Because what Amy says is is hundred, hundred percent on the money. He's such a nice guy, there's actually no reason not to trust him. And I only realized that in Vuna 2.0, never in Zamba 1.0. Mm. Hmm. Okay. Fair enough, Dino. I hope you got the answer that you were looking for there. Now, it is time. We just assessed you, Dino. <laughs> it is, is a time. one big therapy session. Sorry, yeah, this yes. This is exactly sorry. what it is. No problem, no problem. I mean, you got, you, I hope you've been taking notes because I only wrote the one thing about your fear of um, water parks. That's all I got. And Oh, sleeping next to the fire. Two points, guys. Not sleeping next to the fire and water parks. No go. That's all I got. I don't know. Any other notes? No. no. Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> Sweet. Time for the golden spear. This is the moment in the show where we talk about the player who made the best move for the episode. And yeah, we say the reason why they deserve the Golden Spear. So we're going to kick it off. Amy, let's hear that, the nominations. Let's hear what you got there. I want to nominate Anesu. I'll tell you why. I think um, she, she was willing to make a, bu- a big move. Um, and she was going to put everything on the line to make the big move. But obviously she couldn't make a big move without the support behind her. Um, she tried to convince Chappies. Chappies um, turned her down. And um, she did what was best for her game. She still has not been like entirely outed as an undercover ninja. Like Kieran Tyson and Anesu, I mean, and Wada 
like have still have trust for Anesu. So I think she's very well positioned in the game. Like she's been playing this double agent, but without being exposed in the way that Santini was exposed or has been exposed. So I think she's got a lot of room to maneuver in the game going forward. Um, so I'm excited to see what's in store for her. Cool. So for me, the criteria for Golden Spear being made the biggest move, I'll have to credit Santi with that. Um, because it was it was 100% her whispering in Chappie's ear um, after the trust book was was signed that made Amy and I go home. So the, the, the fan in me awards the Golden Spear to, to Santini saying, it is you that made the big move. It is you that sent Amy and Rainier packing. You pull the trigger whether you want to admit it or not. Um, congrats, you get the Golden Spear. So the fan in me can say that the player in me is just like... Yes, mm. I want to get some golden spear. I went down, flip it. <laughs> That's interesting. I wonder, this might be a sore point for the two of you, but Nicole's name to get thrown out there just because in, t in context of her game, I get the feeling that if it were the pair of you or the pair of Anella and Nicole, I think their name probably would have been on the chopping block. So her winning the challenge, and it was a battle yeah. to the end. I mean, you were close, Amy. You were so mm -hmm. close. And Anil was your cheerleader there, and the wind just... That wind, guys. Can we talk about the Wild Coast wind? What, what the hell? I know it's wild, but jeepers. Literally, yeah, no, everything, about, everything about that place is just bananas. <laughs> mm. Except the bananas. There's no flipping bananas. It's <laughs> <laughs> like... There was no crap of banana trees. Not one banana. Not a half a banana. Not a banana. But not a banana. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like that's a shirt moment. I'm going to put that in your in your trust journal. We're going to have another banana in there, and then we're going to draw that. It's going to be nice. I, I another like banana shirt me, and I'll wear it. I'll promote it for you. I promise. You. Another <laughs> banana. Um, but, but listen, um, I have to agree with you. Like, I didn't. I, I don't know why I didn't think of Nicole, but I mean, she saved. She saved um, both herself and Anela. I'm I'm pretty convinced that they would have gone home if she hadn't won that reward. So that immunity challenge. So. Um, props to her. She took the game into her own hands and that she's the reason they're still there. Yeah. So, Claudia, but I just need to, need to give you some perspective. Now, you, you, you bring Please. up a good point now. And yeah. I don't think people at home realize how tough that challenge is. So, just to give you perspective, we've been chatting now for 50 minutes. Sorry, my dog really wants to come in. So, if you're hearing that in the background, just ignore it. Um, I mean, he's more than welcome to. Jason had his whole zoo on on the first episode, you know. So we did promote that. We are animal friendly here. Yeah. No, it's okay. She can stay outside a little bit more. So husky, she can handle the gold. Um, okay. Dylan, I see you're referring to to James's banana etiquette. We didn't have banana etiquette because we didn't have bananas. Um, but what I want to point out, Gloria, we've been online now for yeah. fifty odd minutes, man. So. Yeah. Um, I, Dyson, me, and um, Anesu fell out of this challenge at forty minutes. Amy and Nicole went past hour and 40 minutes. So Jeez. that means they stood there alone on that, in that challenge for longer than we've been online now. And that is after yeah. everyone else fell out. That is flipping long. Like my butt got sore for just sitting next to them. Like that is, that is a proper, proper challenge. And I don't think Amy is credited enough with how, how hard she fought in that challenge. That was, that was incredible. And both kudos to both of them, but Nicole getting a necklace to prove how hard she fought is, is not just on Jamie. Cla Claudia, I, I just uh, need to let you know, full disclosure, that Rainier is my new PRF. 
That's so funny, carry on, well, continue. Well, I, 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 that comes out of I don't my know how great I am. <laughs> that, that's, that needed to be said. Thank you, Renee. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate you know, that. It's interesting that you're looking for a PR when uh, I heard you're also a great PA, Nick. I mean, I heard that was your story. <laughs> that's what you're telling people out there on the island. Where did you hear that now? That's so funny. It's, it's, um, it's just it's one of the stories that I've come across saying, you know, Amy was trying to conceal what she does for a living, and her story was that she was a PA. Yeah. Also, so I don't know if that helps one. your case because I know PAs that are hardcore, like CEOs don't exist without their PAs. And I could actually I see being a, a, a very successful PA in personal opinion. And now you're getting oh, positive you. PR from both fronts here, yeah? but nonetheless, <laughs> I think that's the case. <laughs> I'm already taken. Renee is representing me, but we'll chat after. <laughs> um, um, no, uh, yeah, day one, I said, I said, I was like, I can't be a lawyer. I can't tell them I'm a lawyer because every, you know what, what people think of lawyers and especially in Survivor, you know how that's going to get perceived. Um, so I thought, okay, let me tell them I'm a PA. Apparently no one believed me. Um, like, I don't know why, but no one, well, I know why because apparently I speak very well and articulate myself very well. But but I mean, still, like, I, I thought that people believed me, but no one bought it. But, um, yeah, they, Shane, there were some people that bought it. I think Dino was giving me, like, like career advice and, like, telling me, like, maybe I should go back to university and finish my law degree. I felt like the worst person in the whole world. You know how bad I felt? Because <laughs> he's so nice. And he was like, you know, Amy, I really think you have potential. <laughs> 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 and Amy's just like, I have potential. Believe me, I have a grab load of potential. Do you know when he's still online hearing this? Do you know? I don't know. You've become an official, unofficial fourth member of the show tonight. Okay, but it comes down to it. I'm going to count down to three. You're going to throw your spear. Are you guys ready? And you're going to say that name. But I, the sound effects have to be there because we don't have a sound effect person. So I rely on the contestant for castaways. Okay, you ready? Okay. Okay. Three. Two, what? Nicole. Oh. Yo, 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 yo. We've got unhappiness in this this um, couple on the island. Maybe this is why you guys are off. You couldn't agree on a name. What's going on here? <laughs> oh, dang. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. We've got Chappies and we've got uh, the other name, Nicole. So, Nicole. I'll, I'll, I'll take Nicole. I'll take Nicole. What's quite nice is I take what you guys say and then I put it out on Twitter and I see what the feedback's there as well. Okay. That's it. Time to move on to the wooden spoon. This is not a good time for some castaways, largely because we know that uh, the PTSD is a real thing. Um, you guys can vouch for that. But nonetheless, we talk about the wooden spoon because people watching want to play the game one day and we can look for moves on what not to do. So, oh, no, I thought I gave Chappies the wooden spoon. Oh, no, I'm not paying attention. No, Amy. You would have been a terrible <laughs> PA. Terrible PA. They pay attention. A terrible lawyer, yeah, never mind. Attention. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, my golden spear is, is Nicole. Okay. We're alive! Good job, Nicole. It has to be. the two of you yeah. over, but you helped her own game. Good job, Nicole. Mm. Fantastic. Okay. Now, now, Amy, we've, we're talking about the wooden spoon. Okay, I've got it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this is for the player who made the most precarious move for their game in this episode. Let's hear the names. We started with Amy last round. Renee, let's hear it. Who do you want to throw out there? Chappies, 100. Mm. 
Roland. So we have consensus. Yes, good. Signed, sealed, done. Cheers. Mo moved over. Signed, delivered. <laughs> you, want, you want to elaborate? You guys want to elaborate there? Um, I, so I'll say from my perspective, he had a chance to make a big move, turn the game on its head, um, flip a traditional strong alliance where he's at the bottom, clearly, um, put something great on his CV, and have Reniers in my, my allegiance for the rest of the game. And he chose not to do that. So he chose the safe, the safe move, in my opinion. Um, and I don't think it was the best move for his game. I 100% agree. I couldn't have said it better myself. I wanted to go there as well. Okay. Mm. It's interesting that you guys are saying he was doing the safer thing. When If you're looking at the edit for the episode and we're seeing his discussions with Anesu and we know Anesu very keen to play um, and him possibly putting the break, do you not think maybe it's just the timing thing from his perspective? Uh, if you were in the same shoes, would you have done something similar to him? Look, there's, there's not that many episodes left before we get to the end so yeah. it's you can't go with this mindset of next time when it's uh, next time will be the right move you know like okay not now next time because you don't know what's going to happen next time i mean this game has proven that anything can happen but to have to go from being in the bottom of a six alliance to being having renee as i said renee's and my allegiance for the rest of the game because he saved us like for me, I think, why not do that? And then pull off a huge blindside and have something awesome on your CV. Um, next, you know, you're saying, okay, well, he's got the chance next for the next episode. Um, but who knows what's coming up next episode? Yeah. Who knows if he's going to get that chance? So on that point of, of Amy, Claudia, so yeah. with this, this, and this, this, I feel, needs to be discussed in way more detail, probably. But um, in a game as... A survivor everyone usually talks about long-term and short-term games like yeah sure you have a short-term focus long-term focus everyone knows that's mm -hmm. not rocket science but in a specific game like survivor south africa immunity island where tours are being introduced in every single episode like without exception there the long-term game is made up of many short-term games there is no long-term game you cannot plan for seven eight days in advance if you try to do that you're stupid like you cannot do that. What you can do is you can you can play a short-term game and follow it up by another good short-term game and follow it up by another good short-term game and maybe look at two or three short-term games ahead. But it's not, nothing like a long-term game. And if if Chappie's found himself in a position now where he said, "But I was thinking long-term to stay tight with my lines," there's no way that you can think with ten days to go or thirteen days to go long-term at this point. You need to think three short-term games ahead. What is the best now? How can I make other alliances? How can I make sure that if uh, advantage now falls on the Zamba side of the line, that that is with me as well? We would have brought that. We would have brought him extra two definite votes. We would have we would have not have killed off any of the trusteeship which I had with Santi or with Anesu. He would have been clean with Santi and Anesu. He would have been clean with the two of us. We are still tied with Anela and and. Um, and, and Nicole, so he would have had uh, shots in there as well. And he would have been rid of the person who has held him puppet the whole time, being um, Tyson for the movie made two episodes earlier. So mm. I feel there was so many reasons for uh, different permutations of short-term games being beneficial for Chappies at that point. That okay. it, it just didn't but, make sense not to go for it. But what on, on, the, on the other end, to play devil's advocate, it is very impressive that 
he went from being number one target at the merge to being in the position that he was in in this past episode so like you can't take that away from him at all um chappie's like has really um he's flipped his own game around quite quite amazingly and i think on that note i think just based on that alone him getting as far as he gets wherever he lands up i think it's huge i don't know if it's as much Mm -hmm. of the point that possibly that tyson move like really helps his game long term and maybe all these factors but regardless of where he finishes up you got to say on that note alone it's it's quite it's a credit to whatever he's done but I, he does come across as someone who's overly ambitious so i don't know and i know you talk about Rene, you talk about the short term short term short term you're incredibly analytical and you know that's one of the strengths of your game someone like that maybe and i'm just looking from the outside looking in i don't know anything else as to what's going on here but someone who's able to think like that maybe tends to forget the finer detail and somehow that works in his favor because everyone else is worrying about the smaller detail and he gets carried along. I don't know if that is a possibility. I, I think that's that's very sharp, sharply picked up from you. Um, um, I, I can't say if that's necessarily 100% the case here with, with Chappies or not, but yeah. what, I, what I can definitely say is you're correct in saying being picked up by others and, and then being being helped along and and kudos to him like if they saw chappies being their lifeline he did something to make them feel like he's their lifeline and mm. kudos to him for that like they did not they they decided to save chappies chappies mm. was not they did not decide to vote him off and something had to make them decide that and that's all he needed to do Fair enough. Hmm. We do have one more nomination. Uh, I think uh, Dino was saying the Thai Destiny's twist. Should we throw that in there? I mean, it's unprecedented. Totally. We might as well. I mean, it's totally. a survivor, first for TNO. We can't throw the game mechanic in there. Yeah? It, it's yeah. a being in and of itself. It deserves to be nominated. Yeah. And I think had it gone a different way, we'd probably not have focused so much on it. But the result was, you know, what it was. Mm. So mm. I'm going to count down to three and we're going to hear the nomination. And again, don't forget the sound effects. Okay, three, two, one. Chappies. Chappies. There we go, Chappies unlucky. You get the 10th wooden spoon of the season. Unlucky for you. Now, time. We're going to move on. Sorry, Chappies. (laughs) Storm's brewing. This is where we look at the game, what we think might be coming um, as to obviously you guys know a lot more as to the normal viewer, but nonetheless, mm-hmm. what we think based on the edit in terms of what we will see happening. And I might as well kick off because you guys can't say too much. Anessa, mm-hmm. we know she wants to play hard. I think she's going to be a huge, huge player in this next episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this, is where I, this is where I need to like put my okay. filter on. Okay. And I'm, I'm so worried because I've finished my whiskey and I don't want to say anything. Okay, uh, allow, me, allow, me to, allow me to brew the, uh, the existing storms for you. There okay, is no love between Warda and Anela. We know that, and that is the truth. Although we didn't see much of it in this episode, that is yeah. 100% true. There's also not a lot of love between Santuni and Anela. I know they yeah. had a little bit of a nyef-nyef chat, but uh, I, I don't think that did much. Um, and that, that's definitely also a, a storm of brewing. brewing. I also know that at this point, Chappies doesn't like Nicole very much. Um, for maybe Amy, you can elaborate. For apparently not pulling her weight at the um, at camp, who knows why? Well, anyway, so so there is not a lot of love lost. 
Um, then the other, yeah, the other hatreds or something. I, I don't, I don't think there is quite, quite other storms brewing evident at this point at the moment. I want to see if Operation, uh, what is it, Operation Destiny. I want to see if Operation Destiny comes to fruition. I want to see what happens with that. Operation That's Destiny all I'm saying. Yeah. Hey? Operation Destiny already failed. That's why we're sitting here. Yeah, well, that was our Operation Destiny. Yeah. There's two <laughs> at play. Yeah, also, uh, Renita, I like how you've broken this down. I'm actually going to use it as a template moving forward with the, the next people coming on the show. Give, give us the current forecast so we can make the prediction for the next forecast. I like that. So thank you very much. So we might as well move on to the, the next topic because we don't want to get stuck too far. Your final thoughts, Amy and Renita. This is the time for you to shine. This is, you know, I speak about this being a therapeutic show for <laughs> Castaway. If there's anything you want to get off your chest, now is the time. No. I'll just say that it's it was an absolute honor and privilege to play Survivor. And um, I'm very grateful for Renier for making sure that I wasn't the first boot because if Jason had got his way, I, I very well might have been. And that's crazy to think, you know, potential first boot um, and through the someone else's instrumentality, I'm sitting here now having gotten to the jury and, 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 and I'm so excited to, to watch the rest of the game play out, get an opportunity to decide on the winner. And what Renier and I can say for 100% certain is whoever we vote for, it will be someone who we believe deserves to win. Um, it will be putting aside whatever personal feelings we have towards any, anyone who's there at the end. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild wild ride the next few episodes and I'm excited to watch it as a as now a fan and jury member. <laughs> yeah. Claudia, there's one big problem which we have here. Like you see, both of us gave the spear to Nicole, both of us the spoon to Jappies because we basically say all the same things. And now Amy said literally everything I wanted to say. <laughs> well, at the same time, I think it's a key indication, a key indicator as to like whatever does happen in the end from a jury perspective. You two are gonna be quite influential in this process. Uh, I don't know how much of a factor, but I think I know you guys are on the same wavelength. So curious to see how that plays out. Cool. Um, so have, maybe yeah. that's a, that's a good uh, point to catch up onto what both of you said. So I, I agree with everything Amy says, and I just want to emphasize the part where she said um, both of us are have the ability, or both of us are capable of putting our emotions aside and saying who outwitted at last and outplayed the best, who was the best social, mm -hmm. strategic, and physical player, and we'll make the final vote on that. But in addition to that, I do believe mm -hmm. that both of us consist of the ability to be to sit on Ponderosa and campaign for that as well. And not only make that our criteria of voting, but make sure that the entire jury has that criteria of voting and say, guys, I don't care what you guys think. I don't care what your personal vendettas are. There's going mm -hmm. to be someone whose face is going to be the face of Survivors of Africa Season 8. And that face is going to represent you. So if you want to vote for a mushy person because you have personal alibis or you have personal vendettas against them, screw that. You don't want the wrong person to, to represent your, your season. If you put in Survivors of Africa Season 8 Immunity Island and the Wikipedia site pops up, that face up there, that's the person who's going to represent us. And if you vote yeah. for the wrong person, then you're in trouble. We want the best person possible. 
in that final to represent our season. And not only will, will the two of us vote according to that, but we'll campaign for that so that everyone votes according to that as well. I feel like that was a really good answer if you were the chairperson of a corporate body. So I don't know if you need to hook up with Mike and just speak about that. That was a great, like that was logical. <laughs> we looked at it. We're best for the people. I love the answer, by the way. I'm not bashing you. I'm just saying it was too on point. And maybe again, that's why you and Amy, can I just say like out of all the shows I've had, a lot of the time, you know, I always tell whoever's come on and after I speak, I'm like, I can never say what's going to happen on the show. It, it normally takes life form of its own. But the two of you have been so in sync and so like logical and structured in terms of this. It's made my life a lot easier. So I just want to say thank you for that. Um, no, more than welcome. The invoice is in the mail. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Oh, um, we, we do have one last question here. Uh, let's see. Let's see. What did you guys, what was the first meal you ate when you guys got to Ponderosa? Uh, Sean fed me about 52 rusks. <laughs> <laughs> was that an inside joke or like, do you really love rusks? No, like he really fed me like, I mean, 52 is an exaggeration. It was probably yeah. three. <laughs> <laughs> But it was a beautiful moment in my life. And I'll never forget it, Sean, if you're watching. So. <laughs> yeah. For me, it was, you'll see it on my Ponderosa as well, um, pork ribs, some veg, which was so great. I've never enjoyed veg so much. Yeah. I don't know what they had on that veg, but cocaine or something. But I was just digging into it. Um, <laughs> And <laughs> cocaine. I think you're playing on the wrong cocaine. island, bro. <laughs> um, hey, no, no jokes, eh? So, Survivor Season 12, they actually flushed up a kilo of cocaine on the beach, um, which, which, huh. which production needed to confiscate. Yeah, Ares Pekeskis uh, tweets about that. Anyway, not the point. Um, yeah, so, that's, that's uh, an awesome little fact. You know, you only get those kind of facts when you have Renee, a diehard super fan, on the show. Just saying. Mm -hmm. Just thank you for that. Yeah. Did you throw those facts out when you're on the island? And everyone Hell looking no. for cocaine? <laughs> no. Um, no, I also, didn't know he was a super fan. I had no you? idea. No. Only, oh, only when we were on our way to Ponderosa, and and this this guy next to me is like like absolutely broken telling me this has been his dream for the last 20 years and he's i'm like who are you i had no idea <laughs> he was very good at hiding that yeah but those tears yeah. though when you came back i think Shame. yeah but i think like that moment that you where do you guys see this video i can't find the video but everyone we'll, we'll chat we'll chat we'll chat afterwards we'll chat don't worry i'll hook you up brother no, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's me moving to Joburg, trying to throw Joburg lingo in here I don't know, did it I work? Remember I don't know where you're from. <laughs> but no, but, but that moment, that moment is so testament to the point of when you get someone who really, I mean, Dino is possibly another one. I wonder if we would have seen tears if he was there as well, because we saw tears while he was on the island. The two of you, there was raw emotion and it's, it's something beautiful to watch when you sing a real, and it's not scripted. So yeah, I'll mm. share the link with you afterwards and you can see it. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. No, do. It's very, it's but very special. But I, uh, I don't think anyone, yeah, I, I, Amy was the unfortunate recipient of, of breaking down the need. Like I was, I was quite, I think I was at least, I was quite reserved and controlled on the island. Composed. Uh, mm. Composed, that's probably the best word. Um, and, mm. and calculated whenever I spoke. But the, there was just, there was, a, there was literally like a trip switch in me flipped. Um, in the Bucky yeah. thingy on the way to Bonderosa, and I, I just I just let loose, and I felt like yeah, such a disappointment to every. Oh yeah, okay, now I'm gonna get super mushy and emotional. It, it sucked, okay, it sucked. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I don't want to end on that note. One positive note. What is the best? What is the best? That's mood killer in it. Yeah. What, what is the best? Best. What is the highlight? Oh, here's another. This is a good one. Nice distraction of the week. We can end off the show. Renid, David, the Golden God. Did he mentor you going into the show? Are you best friends? No. What's going on? We never knew each other. So there was, this was a lucky break. So you know, David. Uh, you know, Janine has got the boost juice boss, right? Yes. So yes. after we came back from Survivor, um, months went by, like you're waiting for the cast to be revealed and waiting and waiting and flipping and waiting. And just around that time when the cast was revealed, um, David put something on his Instagram. I'm following the guy. I'm following the whole world of Survivor. And he put something on his Instagram with him standing butt naked in a juice, big juice, and saying, I, want, I need to name this juice for my friend, um, which in Janine, uh, and whoever gives the best name, um, that person wins, and I'll courier him three of these juices. And I thought, oh, I'm going to give it a go. Send in a name which I to this day can't remember, and I won. Like he said, there was thousands of names, and he just thought mine was the best, and I won. I was like, oh my word, I can't believe it. Then he contacts me on Instagram, and I, and I was just you can't remember the name. No, I still can't remember the name. And how I, do you win something on a name that you gave that you just called? Do you just come up with these things on the regular that you're like, oh, tomorrow I'm going to think of another one? And then just forget it. So you, you sit there th- at work thinking, also, sorry, Rene, also- sorry. I just want to say, Amy, I don't know if Dino really stopped him. I think he might have forgotten to meet you at that point in the evening. Maybe that's what happened there, Rene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> probably. <laughs> what was I supposed to do? Yeah. Then I honestly forgot the name. And then he contacts me. He's like, listen, bro, you congratulations. You won such a cool name. And we're definitely going to use it. It's going to be on all our menus. Oh, and I'm going to send you these um, the uh, these three juices. What's your address? And I was like, I'm going to milk this. And I was like, nine, this and this and this street, Secunda, South Africa. And I was like, say what? I was like, yeah, bro, that, you said that's the deal. Like, come on. And he said, no, man, there's not anything else I can do. And I said, well, now, now that you ask, there is something else that you can do. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and, I, and I just said, so it's revealing time in South Africa. I don't know if you follow some South Africa. We've just released the cast. I'm basically playing, I'm playing in the season, which is up and coming. Uh, yeah. Would you mind if I just like uh, give you, give you a, if, would you mind if we just chat a little bit? I just want to hear about the experience. So he sent a couple of messages back and forth and then it died down again. Like it was, there wasn't much, but then like months later, when, when Savao Australia aired in South Africa, that's actually when, when things heated up a little bit for us. So then he, um, people, he was voted out and people were commenting on his Instagram, giving him a lot of love and someone commented in Afrikaans. And he was like, how the hell? He needs a translator. But he needs a translator. You remember this random guy with an Afrikaans accent from months ago who actually won his juice competition. And then, and then he, I get this random message in my inbox from yeah. David. I was like, hey, bro, I got this message. Can you help me? I was like, can I help you? Yeah, bro. Reply this, this, and this. And then we chat yeah. a little bit. And then he said he wants to do something for the Survivor South Africa fans because he's getting a lot of like following here. And I said, well, I can do you a quick Q&A on um, instagram if you want and he said yeah sure so uh i i hosted him for a q a and yeah that was about it he's a super nice guy but like super busy we haven't yeah we haven't like befriended one another or speak every day or something but that was like a cool little chapter for me to be able to to just chat to the guy three or four times if, if only you could meet him in person and give him the same look you gave amy i think that would change the whole 
perspective of the <laughs> <laughs> Amy, you, is there a last story you want to finish off with? No, I think that one takes the cake. Well, to Renee's, Renee, David Gannat and Renee's juice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So on that note, I just want to thank everyone who joined us live today. We had a great uh, turnout. And to you, Amy and Renee, thank you very much for joining me. And thank you for being able to share your story on this platform. We really appreciate it from TNO. And um, I know you mentioned it earlier, but this has been your favorite interview of the day, despite it being super busy. And I appreciate that too. <laughs> uh, this is the best thank you for having us so awesome yeah. and thanks for right. making us look like Marisha <laughs> it's only because the two of you came out fighting you were swinging man Jeepers. That, that tribal council is epic man anyway okay. oh, thanks, thank Claudia. you everybody we'll see you guys next week and Amy I want to yes. hear that story offline okay goodbye everyone bye <laughs>